Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. See a GP online anytime for prescriptions and sick notes. Download the Video Doc app. Videodoc.ie. This is Kira, and this is a Lunchtime Live podcast from News Talk. If you like what you hear, don't forget that you can subscribe via the app or on iTunes and make sure to check us out at newstalk.com forward slash lunchtime live. Thanks for listening. We got an email in to the show, as we often do, and sometimes people won't come on air, particularly if it's very personal, although people do come on with very personal stuff too, and I'm very grateful to them for sharing with us. But this says, Kira, I need your help. In brief, my husband approached me in 2013 to say he had strong feelings for another woman he'd met in work. He also divulged then that he'd slept with another woman on a work trip a couple of years previously. And finally, he said he wanted us to separate. What ensued was a horrendous 2014 where I basically resisted the breakup and eventually we did reunite um, at the end of the year. My relief was tremendous and we kind of successfully got back on track. And ever since, we have both worked hard to put it all behind us. But I'm struggling now to cope with lots of different emotions including embarrassment, anger, sadness and resentment. And primarily, my confidence is shattered. These women, one of whom I've met and one of whom I picture in my head, haunt me. And my projection of them makes me feel inadequate, makes me feel inferior. I fear they will always be in my marriage with me, although I hope to forget they exist someday. They were slimmer and younger than me. They weren't Irish. They were exotic. I feel I can't compete, uh, even though this is irrational and I'm the mother of his children. But I believe he'd rather be with them than me, given the choice, although he protested and denied that that's true. We haven't spoken about these women in years. I don't see the point in forgiving and forgetting and then keep in reminding and remembering, but they're with me. And I goes on to say that they've done counselling and various things and that their marriage is in reasonably good shape, but they're haunted by these women from the past and their husband and they're also um, very undermined in how they feel about it and very confused and lots of emotions. And it ends by saying, I'd love to hear from somebody with an experience and professional capacity with infidelity to know how do I process this? What should I do? Where do I go from here? And you ask and, and, and we answer because I'm joined now on the line by Dr. Ray O'Neill, who's a psychoanalyst um, to discuss this. Ray, what did you think when you read that email? Honestly, I just I thought how awful it was for your reader, because when someone has an affair, it is humiliating on the other person. It's humiliating on so many levels, on a personal level, on a relationship level, on a sexual level. And it, there's no surprise at all that she speaks so much of her confidence being shattered. It is humiliating to be betrayed sexually, emotionally by someone that you have placed your future yeah. in. Do you, and and I, I don't negate that for one second because I, I, I think you're absolutely right and I think that's probably one of the fundamentals that happens to the person. It, it is a humiliation. But do we, I mean, if, if it is the case and I've seen the stats, 25% of men cheat, 20% of women cheat, do we put such a store in monogamy when it's relatively common that people don't remain exclusively monogamous for their whole lives. Do we do we sometimes put more store in it than it deserves? Is it the worst betrayal? Are there are there worse things someone can do in in your marriage or or is it the worst thing? I, I think it just depends on the betrayal that happens. Like for a lot of people, the use of pornography is a cheating, a betrayal. But for other people that would just be taken as a day to day normalized thing particularly in this day and age so it's up to the people in the relationship to decide what works or what doesn't work for them and one of the problems is we presume monogamy without having conversations about it and for better for worse my approach personally and professionally is you know forewarned is forearmed 
So are you saying that people should ask within a relationship? Are you are you up for, are you up for monogamy or, <laughs> or, or, you know, or even within marriage? Does marriage not mean monogamy or maybe it doesn't? It doesn't always, I suppose. It, it doesn't always. But I think there's a lot of things that we presume, like, you know, we're all sold to Disney fantasy yeah. that says marriage is happily ever after. And, and there's very few of us that have experienced that. For for this lady, the lady who who emailed us, who who I mean, she describes. She's very eloquent. In fairness to her, yeah. I, 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 it's very it's a hard I'll read when she says that she has anger, sadness, resentment, and her confidence is shattered. Uh, embarrassment, she says. Like, what, what should she do? What would you advise her to do? I mean, it, this isn't even all about her marriage or her relationship with her husband. This is about how she feels about herself. And that's the thing. And again, I was struck by the letter. In fairness to both her and her husband. They took responsibility for what they happened. They, they have gone and engaged with therapy as an individual, indeed, as a couple. They were very complimentary of the work of Accord. One of the things where trust is destroyed is you start at that place where trust is destroyed. And literally the first act of reconnecting is saying, I don't trust you. But I trust you enough to tell you that I don't trust you. What we tend to do all too often is just smooth over cracks yeah, or sweep things onto the carpet. And I think she needs to probably tell herself, you know, about how much this has affected her sexual confidence, her confidence in her looks, in her appearance, in her sexuality, because these are the things, again, that we don't talk about. Yeah. One of the things, the isolation that the, your listeners wrote about was harrowing because, you know, everyone is there for a funeral but nobody is there six weeks or six months after and anyone that goes through a serious bereavement will tell you that they all turn up for the sandwich and the tea and that's lovely but where are they when you need them and an affair is shameful so first of all to be able to tell anyone just requires such bravery and then to find someone who will actually listen to it rather than shutting it down because it triggers so much of all of our insecurities around desirability, around monogamy, around trust. So I really feel for her isolation. The text line is really, really interesting, Ray. Someone says, Kira, I made the mistake of telling my pals when my husband cheated and now I feel very judged by them. They were all of a sudden the smug married kind of looking down on me. And that's awful. Those are crap friends. I'm sorry, but that's awful. Um, someone else says, get rid of him. He's never going to change. I, I don't know if that's true or not. And someone else says, my husband cheated on me. We moved on, but I never forgot about it. But it did actually strengthen us. It's very hard, but my marriage was worth sticking with. And I feel for that lady. Let's hang in there. Uh, and someone else says, Kira, please do talk about infidelity and the struggle of staying together. I'm 12 months down the line from the worst day of my life when my husband told me he had an affair. It felt like a grenade was flung at my front door. We're still together, but I struggle with it every day. Am I an idiot for staying? Should I go? Where would I go? I like my life, but I'm unsure whether or not I love him anymore. And I'm not really sure what to do with any of that. I'm so angry with them both, but I swallow it down for the sake of the kids. She was a close friend. I feel stupid beyond belief for not spot it for not kicking him out for not leaving myself I've been to counselling it didn't actually help me do I have to just get on with it I mean this is a real issue in people and clearly they don't feel they have anywhere to go to talk about this well isn't this just again a huge part of what happens in our culture the people who are on the receiving end of other people's abuse or other people's violence or other people's selfishness are the ones that carry the blame and the guilt and the shame all too often whether it's people who are victims of sexual assault 
or whether it's people who were trying to hold a marriage together, trying to hold a relationship together, and then it collapses. You are never an idiot for asking questions. Yeah. Like that is one of the bravest things you but can do. How how do these people, who, people who are texting in talking about their their own partner's infidelity, how do they bolster themselves? I remember years ago, long ago, talking to uh, uh, someone who was a patient, and them telling me that their partner had cheated, and they had only discovered it by accident. You know, the usual way they looked at the phone or whatever, and, and it had been like an absolute, exactly as this person say, a grenade going off. And they went on with it and they struggled on. But actually what they started to do was they started to look for kind of meaningless sex themselves outside their marriage and a couple of times actually rang their partner when they were with somebody else to say, you made this happen, which I found extraordinary, but actually very interesting in terms of just how the human head works. They, they kind of needed to level the playing field in order to be able to feel able to cope with it, if you know what I mean, even though they didn't actually want to do it. And look, that's a basic psychology of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I don't think they were trying to punish them. I think they were trying to they, they level were, the playing field. I don't know, for themselves, because they felt so, so diminished in some way. And again, that's one of the things around so many of us engage in sexual behaviour for, for not good reasons, either yeah. for because of peer pressure, because of social obligation, because of revenge, one man up ship. Like, it's just such a quagmire of awfulness. Yeah. A lot of people asking this question of you, Ray. Please ask your psychoanalyst, if someone does betray your trust, can you ever trust them again? It's like the, the, the quote from Friends, once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, is that the case, that if somebody has strayed once and has gone off with somebody, be it in an affair or be it in a one night stand at a conference or whatever people, you know, whatever they do, does that mean, well, that's kind of where they're at as a person and you're either the kind of person that does cheat or you're the kind of person that doesn't cheat? Can you break us into two categories? I, I don't th- I think the world is much more complex yeah. than cheaters and non-cheaters. And like even in your, you know, your exposition there, you're kind of looking at like there's different degrees of cheating. You know, there's drunkenly doing something at a work Christmas party and then there's having a second family with somebody else for 20 years. God, that's yeah, completely that too different i think only the couple themselves can decide and one of the best places to have that unbearable conversation because a relationship is usually built on difficult conversations and that's why the example you gave earlier on where the person said actually the affair strengthened their relationship Uh because they were forced to probably talk about their emotional connection or lack thereof their sexual connection and lack thereof and came back from that as couples do but a lot of people just it's too impossible to talk about because we are all so insecure around how desirable we are and so an affair does feel like a grenade into our self-confidence. Yeah. Someone here says, my wife cheated on me with a colleague. We kept trying to stay together thinking it was the right thing but the trust between us was gone. The fear of being alone was irrationally big but actually we are better off separated. I finally met someone else but I'm struggling now with trust with that person and I think my wife is also struggling with guilt. Jesus, life is just a big struggle, right? <laughs> oh, just look at people. The text line is full of people struggling. Does it ever, is it going to get any easier? Is it, when our when we're 60 will we be better off when, when is it going to get easier <laughs> look I don't think it ever ever gets easier but sometimes it gets lighter and obviously this is why a lot of people get into affairs of shorter longer duration because they're just looking for a release a bit of laughter a bit of joy not the wisest place to seek it out 
life comes with struggles because even in our 60s, you know, those yeah. must the try our best I'm probably to being be very ageist. I was just thinking, <laughs> when will it end? When will it all end? Do you know what? Uh, uh, one of the things now, in, and I'm no psychoanalyst, but one of the things that, that struck me when I talked to people, as I did over the years in my, in my previous incarnation, uh, who had had affairs or who had been the partner of someone who had had an affair or whatever. Uh, in my mind, there was there was two things going on. There were people who were, as I would say, players who were serially unfaithful and sometimes had more than one woman or man on the go outside of their marriages or outside of their relationships. But then there were people who it struck me that the affair was not the thing. The affair was a symptom of the thing so that there was actually a problem in the marriage and then the affair started. Am, am I, uh, is my potted view of this right or wrong? Or? No, I, I, again, I would agree with is that we can't generalise in these situations. And there's a huge difference between someone coming to us, telling us they've had an affair and finding somebody out. Like if somebody reaches across to tell us something and, and, and you know, literally holds the grenade with us, I kind of think, well, fair dues for standing up for honesty. Now, maybe they did it out of fear or cowardice. I can't answer that. Or to alleviate guilt. Or to alleviate guilt, you know. But this is a relationship is about relating. And sometimes we have to relate the difficult things. Okay. Look, look. Thank you for talking to us, Ray. I think you, you give us great insight there, and I think it is a very tough road. Thank you for that, in indeed. Um, but what? Like the text line is full of things, uh, and that was Ray O'Neill, psychoanalyst. There, uh, someone says, "Kira, I told my best friend uh, that my husband had had an affair, and subsequently he had an affair with her." Jesus, oh God, life is is truffy. Uh, Robert's on the line. Robert, what do you think about all of this? I think men are, are, are programmed from birth to impregnate as many females as possible. And I think most married men struggle to, 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 be, to be faithful. Right? That's my honest opinion. Right? It's a struggle because the, the, the natural impulse of a man is to impregnate as many females as possible. Like, go on, bull, impregnate 20 cows. I'm not comparing it, but, you know... <laughs> you kind of are, though. <laughs> if, well, if you go to, to, to the zoological kind of route, you could go that way. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that the, the, the males are, seem to be more programmed to stray than the females. But the, sti- to more for a female the to, to statistics stray. are that yeah. 25% of males stray. So 75% of, of, of lads manage the monogamy. Twi- well, if, if, if these are honest statistics, 25% don't. But it's nearly the same. It's 20% of women stray. Is it just that we don't hear about women's infidelity? We don't talk about it? Um, I'm not so sure about the 24% being accurate. You know, do you think, it's, do you think it's higher? I would say so, yeah. Wow. Um, but I would, I do say that most married men, you know, whether it's pornography or they get into it or whatever, they're looking for something else. Do you know what I mean? Like they're a guy, you know, they, I think it's a, it's a prog, it's a way a man is programmed. Yeah. That it makes him, he's in a struggle with his hormones for yeah. the rest of his married life. Until he gets hit sixty or seventy, when he doesn't really mind about that anymore. Would Would you be surprised if I told you, women often have that same struggle? We just don't hear an awful lot said about it. Because I talk to a lot of women about the inner workings of their minds, and mm. uh, women women struggle too. Women fancy the butcher and fancy the lad at the next cubicle in in the open plan office, and wives daydream, and women look at porn, and we just pretend that they don't. Is actually the truth. I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. I think, I think men, men, um, women doing that. Okay, women look for more in 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 
the relationship than a man. Yeah. So right. casual casual sex to a woman, I don't think, is as attractive as it is to a man. Now, I could be wrong. I could be sexist in saying this. No, no, my, look. It's, it's, all, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all... I'm interested in everyone's view and thank you for coming on and talking to me because I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong, Robert. I just sometimes think that we don't recognise that women want sex and all that too. I think we think maybe they're different than they are. Um, someone says, Kira, I hate those selfish people who tell their partner that they've had an affair in order to ease their own conscience. The affair is bad enough, but unloading your guilt onto your partner unforgivable that is the reason some people tell it's it's to assuage their own guilt it's not to help it's 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 to make themselves feel better and someone says many men crave sex all the time which is why affairs happen I'm currently dating two women at the same time one has quickly escalated to sex while the other has only escalated to kissing hopefully I will also have sex with the second woman I am a single never married guy in my 40s good luck to you on that one and uh, someone else says uh, that Ha ha ha! Thank the last caller for a bad need- needed laugh. Pre-programmed to copulate. I love it from Paul. <laughs> Jesus, I love I love making you happy. And Jane is on the line. Jane, what do you have to say about infidelity? Hi, hi, Jane. How are hi. you? We were talking infidelity. Have you have you a take um, on it yourself? Yeah, well, I I did send in a text message just in relation to um, I had found out that my husband was going to prostitutes. Okay, uh, on his phone and rang the prostitute to. Uh, see what the situation was or yeah. if it was true. Um, and I had just had a baby. He was only about eight months old. Okay. And um, when I spoke to her, she, she, she confirmed, yes, he's, um, he's one of my clients. He's a regular. And um, she said to me, look, don't worry about it too much. You know, um, 70% of German women, um, married German women, all their husbands go to prostitutes and it's, it's, it's quite normal. So I was kind of taken aback by that. Okay. And um, also found out then that I had sexually transmitted diseases and um, he told me to go in and see a doctor that I had a urinary tract infection. Okay. And when I went into the doctor, the doctor said to me, uh, have you actually spoken to your husband? And um, it turned out that I hadn't. Luckily, I was able to clear it by just taking a tablet. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was very harrowing and we tried we tried and tried again, three different counsellors. Um, and it was a very difficult time. We even had another little boy then. So, um, yeah, so down the line, we're separated a long time now and our kids are happy and everything is okay. But okay. it was it was just, you know, I was floored. It was the worst time in my life and I'll never, ever forget it. I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And coming back from that, how how hard has that been, Jane? Um, it's taken a long time. Your confidence is knocked. You know, at that time, we were only married and I was, um, you know, working really hard at keeping myself looking as well as I could. And, you uh, know, you just kind of question, sweetie, I don't why? Think you why did he go to someone else? Like, I don't you know, think what you was can... wrong with me? I don't think there's anything wrong with you. Uh, yeah. w- did you ever ask him the why yeah. question? Why, why, why a prostitute? Yeah. yeah um, no, I don't. We went to various counsellors and tried to discuss it with them, and we never really got that far. You know, it didn't get to that far. We, the counsellors, tried to work with us on the underlying problems first. Okay. So we never got that far, and to be honest, I think he just continued on that road anyway. But the trust was gone, as you're you were saying earlier on. That when the trust is gone, I, you know, no matter how hard I wanted to try, I didn't want to give up. I no. wanted to stay married. I, I wanted that life with a lovely life. Um, and and where are you at in yourself now? Are you, have you found somebody new, or is, tru- no, is trust an issue? Trust. 
No, yeah. never been able to trust another guy again. I just couldn't. I couldn't go back to all that pain again. Working hard now on myself, you know? Yeah. Working really hard on, on trying to, uh, you know, come back to some uh, stage where I can believe that I am worthy of uh-huh. another relationship. And, and that's, Jane, you get, Jane, though, you know? Jane, of course you are. Do you know what it is? Is it's that old thing. You know, people say it's not, it's not me, it's you, or it's not you, it's me. Yeah. It's not you, it's him. Like the, the reason yeah. there are reasons people use pornography. There are reasons people use prostitutes, and sometimes it's because they've siphoned off sex in their head to a dark, covert place, and they actually find it hard to enjoy sex that's that's normal yeah. or people call it vanilla sometimes they, they find that yeah. hard for and usually there's some trauma there or whatever it is but yeah. but <sighs> yeah. look, it's not about you it's about it was about him you know yeah well that's it but that's what you have to come to at some point you know um, and it's taken a long time but finally I think I'm getting to that point <laughs> so uh, if you if you were going to talk to the woman who sent us the email about the husband's infidelity, he, he had feelings for another woman, he cheated with some other woman. Oh, she's been trying to make it work, although she's consumed and haunted, as she says, by the, the thoughts of it. Would you give any advice to her? Um, you know, I, I've had lots of friends that this has happened to in, 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 since my situation. And I've always said to them, if at all you can save it and try to move forward, you know, then I would because it's very difficult then to be left on your own yeah. and to try and get over it on your own. If you can work together towards a solution and yeah. find some way to make it work. I, I have, I've, I've actually given that advice to my friends, you know, yeah. if you can get past it, if you can work through your problems and, yeah. you know, I would. Look, thank you for yeah. coming on and talking to us and the best You're of welcome, luck with everything. Yes. I, 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 okay. It is brave to talk about your own <laughs> lives. It really is. And I, I do appreciate it. But I, again, yeah. I, Drill it into your head, girl. It's not you, it's him. It's not you, it's him. And and, and okay. there are other relationships out there that, that trust can flourish yeah. in. Not everybody yeah. is the same as your ex-partner. Like some people are, but equally tons of people aren't. So, yeah. you know, don't don't Absolutely. don't cut yourself off from, from being happy because of something somebody else did. Yeah, Look, but equally though, Kara, I have to say, I am very happy. I don't need to be in a relationship to be happy. I'm happy myself. Yeah. As, you know, I can be single and be happy too. Not everybody needs to be in a relationship. No, nope, there is that out there. Absolutely right. Like so many people I meet, have you met anyone yet? You yeah. know, and you're like, uh, no. Look, happiness comes <laughs> from okay. happiness comes from within, not from without. <laughs> exactly. thank, thank you so much, Jane, for sharing that with me. We are really out of time here, but this great text coming in, just maybe last one. Hello, Kira. I'm ashamed to say that I cheated. I left my husband. Don't regret leaving. And looking back, it should never happen. But people do change, and the thought of it ever happening again is unthinkable. To hurt someone that much is awful and lastly I cheated on my husband 14 years ago he found out but kept it to himself for a year during that year he treated me appallingly from an emotional perspective convincing me he didn't even uh, love me anymore when I discovered he knew we decided to go to counselling we're still together but believe me I paid for my mistake a hundred times over our marriage was never the same and never will be I don't trust him to have my back I still feel he wants to punish me for straying my advice never cheat ever Lunchtime Live on News Talk Thanks to Video Doc your online healthcare provider. See a doctor, therapist or physio now on our app or at videodoc.ie.